I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Brought to you by Open Studio. That's right. So today, Peter, we have a question. Do you happen to know where our listeners might send us some questions? Yes, to uh, you'll hear it.com that's right. or to, uh, no, that's really the place to go. Yeah, <laughs> you'll hear it.com. You, you can, can slip it under our door. We'll read it, I guess. We probably won't read it. If you <laughs> slip it under our door. Uh, now, this is a question. You can, you can leave us a voice question, but this is a question that was uh, typed out. Typed. On a keyboard. <laughs> on a Smith <laughs> on Corona. A <laughs> Uh, so this is from a user, Matt. Matt says, Peter Eli, and Adam. do you know what a Smith Corona is? Never heard of Eli it. Eli is our uh, audio Eli, engineer. Eli's under the age of 40. Well under the age of 40. <laughs> Eli's under the age of 20. <laughs> he is. <laughs> no idea. Okay. Uh, so Matt writes, Peter and Adam, great podcast. Thank you, Matt. Uh, thanks for your diligence in spreading knowledge. I'm a drummer that's moving toward improving my vibraphone playing. Mm. It's very commendable. This has been a liberating challenge. I've only had one vibes gig so far. It was tremendously fun and terrifying. During the gig, I naturally observed, observed the drummers playing. He was a total pro, but it got the gears turning. What do you two love in a great drummer? What are characteristics that are frustrating? What do drummers need to do more of slash less of? Thanks, Matt. This is an easy one. I like drummers that buy <laughs> rounds of drinks and food after the I knew gig. that was coming. I hate drummers that don't do I that. I knew that was coming, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Well, that's it's, it's a great question. This is Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt, great question. Um, you know, for me, it's hard to separate uh, what I think is great attributes of a drummer without thinking of specific drummers that I love to play with. Yeah. So it's sort of based around that, but I don't know that it's that different than, um, any other musician. I think it's the same with every other instrumentalist. Um, but maybe, I guess he's asking something. Maybe we should, we should unpack this and see if there is anything specific to drummers. Well, there are some things I think that are, that are kind of exaggerated with the drums, uh, that are more noticeable than say with like a trombonist, right? Which are, the two things that come to mind are dynamics yeah. and time. Right. So if a drummer has bad dynamics and bad time, to me it sticks out more right. than like a horn player. Because of the potential volume that they have with the instrument and the, the potential outsized influence they have on the time and being able to take control of that, it, it can be so much more influential than, than a trombone, for instance. Absolutely. And it's not that it's not important for a trombonist, but a trombonist is going to be harder for them to sort of take control of the time right. and the volume by the nature of the instrument. Right. I mean, a, drum, a drummer can overpower an entire band if they want to. Right. You know, and, and as a pianist, you know, I play a lot of smaller jazz clubs with acoustic pianos. Yeah and acoustic drums and if i'm playing with a drummer that plays you know high high up on a dynamic range i i feel kind of powerless against that yeah you know everything kind of becomes too big yep then i then i want to make it now if i play with you know you know the drummer in my trio mr montez coleman yes i mean incredibly dynamic drummer yeah can play at a whisper but with lots of intensity so it really gives me way more room to to work, you know, and, and I have a bigger dynamic range. Yeah, and I think that um, the, the great drummers and the ones that we love to play with are the ones, it's not just about they play quiet. Right. It's they play dynamically. They play, dy- but, play dynamically. Yeah, yeah. And, and by nature of the instrument, uh, I mean, the piano is a very dynamic instrument as well. Yeah. But I mean, the drums is, is really, for most of the instruments that we come across, is potentially the most dynamic, I would say. It's got the biggest range. It's got the biggest 
combination of different. I mean, look, the drums is a bunch of different instruments. That's the other thing. Yeah. You know, you got cymbal, and they're all different. You know, the cymbal, the bass drum, some of them are beats. Sometimes they can use their hands on them. I mean, the, the diversity of the dynamics possible and then the different combinations is almost infinite you know so i would say that a great drummer has control over those things and then not only it's not like oh they don't play too loud for you that's just like level one exactly but it's like no they do play loud at the right time when they need to i'm thinking of the the last trio gig i saw of yours here at jazz at the bistro was with brian blade on drums and i don't think there's anybody better at playing dynamically oh yeah at at being able to read the vibe of the song and how loud he needs to be. I mean, he just puts in these tasty, big things that yeah. need to happen, and then of course he can be as quiet, you know, as a whisper, right. and, and be there for you. you and know? everybody always says they're like, "Wow, Brian is such a great. He's so he plays quiet so well." And I'm like, "Yeah, he does, but he plays medium so well. He plays loud so like he does right. them all, and, yeah. and more importantly, he does them at the right place. Like he plays. It's all part of one way of playing. Like when." He, People say he plays very quiet. It's because they've heard him play in a situation that calls for a lot of so-called quiet playing. Right. And, and they, they look at him and because he's little or, you know, he's slender and, yeah. and his drums are small and stuff. And, you know, and so they think, oh, he's just a quiet drummer. But don't get it twisted, as the kids are saying now, because when you play with him and you need that power and you need that volume, he's, it's there. And that's really the, 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 the dynamics I think we're talking about. It is. But I think people do go to that because, in my experience, you know, playing quietly is kind of, that's level one of being a dynamic drummer. But to some people, they never get there. Exactly. To some drummers. You know, well, they just are said, always at mezzo forte when they're right, swinging. Right. <laughs> and that can be a real, for a pianist, for a bassist, that can be a hard thing to deal with. Yeah. And I mean, I, I should have, just to clarify, by level one, I, I mean, if you can play quietly well, like different grooves, that's way beyond level one. Yeah. You know, I just meant that like, yeah, playing at the right volume level, that's something that everybody needs to be thinking about doing. It's surprising how many good drummers lose sight of that that, that we've worked with. It's like the dynamics they don't. And then, you know, your other point is the same thing. I think uh, in our thinking in terms of time, yep. you know, dynamics and time. I mean, I, I love both those things and so important for every instrument. But let's be honest, like, for, for for drums, like when I was younger, I used to always think like, no, all this stuff is important. The world is great and all this, you know, you glossy eyed. But I, but I mean, I think as you get older and more mature in the music, you realize like there's a reason certain things are old fashioned roles, you know, like a drummer. Yeah, they don't own the time, but they better have the best time up there for it to be a successful man. That better be rock solid. You yeah, know? it's it's just got to be. It's and again, caveat. It's everybody's responsibility. Yeah. It's got to be everybody's responsibility. And ideally, everyone is doing that. And you, you know, as a pianist, as a trumpet player, you have to have good time. You're not going to get away without it. But for some reason, the the drums have the most influence, it seems like, over the time. If you're playing with your job. Yeah, it is kind of your job. It's kind of job. And I used to be afraid to say that. But I mean, just like for a piano player, certain things, then we're like, well, how come we have to count off the tune or like figure out the key with the singer? That's part of our job. It's part I mean, of our job. And it's not that we're necessarily better, but we probably should be better because our, it's, it's more about our instrument is suited to that role. Yeah, you know, totally. And so the more we're within that, I mean, it's like the guy, you know, the, you know, the, the center in American football who's, who's hiking the ball. I mean, we kind of all have a picture of what this person looks like usually They physically. can't be 180 pounds. <laughs> they cannot be. Yeah. They cannot. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like P. 
peewee league or whatever. What do they call it? I uh, mean, even that. Those, guys, <laughs> those kids are huge. Yeah. But I mean, it's like the guy who hikes the ball can't when they huddle up and when they go for the coach's meeting, can't be like, how come I don't get to score touchdowns and throw the ball? That's, right. not, your, that's not your job. That's not your role. That's not your role. Yeah, stay in your lane a little bit. And I think time is one of those things that, that has to be there with the drummer. I prefer, if you're going to have any weirdness in time, I prefer to lean forward a little bit. Yeah. Never drag. Never drag. Lean forward. Always is, rush. Lean forward is okay because I yeah. lean forward yeah. for sure. But yeah, never never let that time slip. And then, you know, can we talk about, he didn't ask about pet peeves on drummers, but we can throw that in, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. So when you, when you do lean in, as you so um, euphemistically say, rush, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then you realize it, don't, don't pull back then. You know, you've already committed the, the sin. You, you know? planted your flag. <laughs> you planted your flag. Don't pull it up and try to change it, you know. <laughs> like you throw the discus, it's been marked already. You can't pull that back. Yeah. You, you know, you have another t- chance to throw on the next tune. But just because the, I, I, I think that the, the pulling back always has an adverse feeling. I mean, the rushing really, yeah, of course, we're going to try not to. But there's, I mean, think about all the great live recordings and studio recordings. Where oh, yeah. Where if you go back and check it, then you don't even notice it. Some really famous bands. Yeah, you don't even notice it because the energy it kind of matches not feel the, first feel first yeah for sure but the dragging you do notice the dragging usually. you'll notice yeah you know and uh pet peeves i'm gonna say and this is also again true for every musician but something that can be devastating uh when you're trying to keep time is a drummer that overplays that's like filling every chance they get i mean it's in some just keep talking i'm gonna do the example yeah. see if you can concentrate no i mean listen <laughs> Okay, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, you can't even get one sentence up? No, I mean... There, oh, geez, man, I can't... I, see, this is what I'm saying. No, there are... There, some, some people can get away with it. Yeah. They're definitely like... I mean... Well, there's a time for there's it, There's a maybe. time for it. That's Based exactly upon it. what the soloist is playing Totally, usually, yeah. Right? If the soloist is trying to interact with you, yeah. if, the, if the vibe of the music you're playing is very interactive and everybody's sort of adding stuff as they're going, yeah. that's cool. But if you're playing a B-flat blues and, and the bass player's trying to lay it down, yeah. chill. Like, exactly. Play the groove. You know? I think, you know, to answer the question in terms of what do we look for in a drummer, it would be number one, listen. listen. Yeah, that, that's what the drummer, but it really, but it's no different than anybody else. Yeah. But again, the, the drummer can have such an influence on the busyness. Totally. That it's even more important. Hey, listen, and if you're doing it right, if you're listening, you can play as much as you want, right? Like, yeah. I've, I've seen, uh, I, I got to see, I literally was in the front row at the Vanguard for Paul Motion, and mm. he played through everybody's yeah, solo in yeah. a way that was so beautiful. And appropriate. And appropriate, yep. and it just lifted the entire band. But that's because he was a master listener, right? you know, of, of like world-class uh, caliber listener. Um, so that's what it takes. A little I side think. note on Paul Motion. Um, that's where I learned, my first learned my uh, carry-on only travel technique on the road from Paul Motion. He hit back in the back in the mid nineties. Yeah, mid nineteen nineties. <laughs> by the way, yeah, he was a master. Yeah, it was like it wasn't like who when you get on your stagecoach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eighteen nineties. And um, no, no, no. He was. I remember meeting him on the road, and like, of course, I knew who he was, and it followed him, and was like, you know, geeked out on meeting him and all these great musicians when I first was doing my thing and and he was like the only musician i mean old or young or any generation that i'd ever seen do this where he would only have a carry-on and this was a time it wasn't like now where they weigh the bags and stuff like you could bring a hundred pound duffel bag we used to do that 
We used to do the Joshua Redman Quartet circa 1995, 96. It's ridiculous. 90s. We, used to, we used to have a joke. Uh, Brian Blade would, his suit, his, he'd only bring one bag, a duffel bag. Uh-huh. We all had duffel bags. But this thing, it was like you were going, he was like he was going to college. And we called it the walrus. <laughs> okay. The name of his bag the was walrus. the walrus. And he had like, he actually, this is a true story. All these clothes, he'd bring books. Like art books, coffee table books, you know, like heavy books on like so, Frank Lloyd Wright architecture. So Brian Blade. And then a, a rec- record player and <laughs> records he would bring. But I mean, it didn't matter because you could check. It was just the number of bags. You could check it as heavy as you wanted and there was no charge or anything. I love Brian Blade is like OG jazz hipster. Man, he's totally So OG. great. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we all had the big duffel bags. And then I met Paul Motion and then saw like, and he would always look slick on the gigs, but he had like, he wore like a black shirt and black. I mean, like it was very kind of New York, you know, it it wasn't super innovative, but it was like he always looked good and appropriate, you know, for the gig. But yeah, he only had this little carry on. And I was like so amazed. And I was always like, man, that's impossible. We got the walrus and junior walrus and all this. But years later, I started doing it. And that's been like a game changer. Should we do an episode on travel? Yeah, we should. Okay. We've done it before, but we could always expand on that, especially tips like that. Yeah, but I first got it from Paul Motion. Big shout out, Paul. So... Man, one more thing that comes to mind before we leave this one that I think is probably when we were talking about roles, right? Yeah. I think one of the most important roles that the drummer has and that really great drummers are masters of is marking the form. Mm. You know what I mean? Like this is Can like Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. Mm. This is something that all great drummers talk about a lot, and that's yeah. knowing the form of the tune, but really letting everybody in the band know. Yeah, where it is marking right. marking you know the different sections marking top of choruses, it sounds remedial, but yep. it's an important part of that role. Man, Greg Hutchinson, totally that dude. I mean, I learned how to to really know forms from from playing with him. I'm so eternally grateful, and like, and I mean, he would vibe too. Like, if he thought you were starting, he'd like. He'll get a certain posture as he's playing. Like, I don't think I've ever, I mean, all the times I've played with him, I don't think I've ever heard him not knowing what the form was. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, like I mean, we all kind of like lapse out. It's a kind of consistency that it has to be like a part of your personality. And then you have to commit like to the, to, to, to the, the grit of, of doing it all the time. But I think, you know, to your point, you have to like believe how important it is as a drummer to do that, just like knowing the time, playing with dynamics. I think it's a crucial, crucial part of it. And here's what happens when you mark these forms, when you become like the, really good at, at like on a hutch level. I mean, no one's yeah. at the hutch level, but, but a, as you kind of put importance on this, all of a sudden, the tunes start playing themselves. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the solos start playing themselves. You're making everybody better around you. Everybody's better around yeah. you. You sound better. The audience all of a sudden is clapping yeah. and into it because you're taking any kind of ambiguous crap yeah. that, that is not crucial to the song out. I almost think now, this is a great conversation because I'm almost thinking about like now the drummer... I always think like, you know, having a lot of personality is important. I mean, that's important for any instrument, but I think drummers, because they can potentially be in in the kind of traditional jazz setup within the rhythm section, a potential conversation with anybody at any time. It's maybe the one instrument. I mean, you know, the bass is sort of the foundation is always playing, but in some ways, bass line, you know, doing their own thing, certainly interacting. But I mean, the drums, because of the variety of instruments and the, the hands and the feet, I mean, there's just so much potential going on. So having a great personality musically and hopefully off the bandstand as well is, is sort of a trait we see with most of these drummers. 
um, colorful personality and, and, and interesting and being able to to have those cool comments. Somebody that you'd have a great conversation with is going to be the same thing yeah. on a band stand. I mean, let's be honest. Piano players can get away with being nerds. That's right. That's just the, the truth <laughs> it's, it's of It's almost matter. like a requirement. <laughs> it is trying to buck the trend, no. yo. But <laughs> We can try as much as we want. Yeah. We will always be sort of the nerds of the band. That's just how that kind of goes. But you're right. There's something about drummers. There's Ooh, something about drum nerds. Wait, do we, are there any good drummers that are nerds? I mean, I don't want to call anybody out, but not really. The thing is, is like, like drummers tend to have a lot of personality. Like a lot I don't of personality. know if those things go hand in hand. But. And it's like, you know, I, I played a couple weekends ago with Terry Lynn Carrington, the great Terry Lynn Carrington. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, not a lot of female drummers. And, um, but she's like, the, she's just like not a nerd, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 no, it's just, there, I mean, she, she's such a, I mean, all these elements that we're talking about, like, I mean, you're talking about like really command of the time. And like, I mean, commitment to that. And if it's start, I mean, you know, she, she understands those. I mean, she's a great teacher too. So I think she's thought these things out and stuff, but I mean, these elements, I mean, you brought up earlier Montez Coleman. I was just looking at, at that, um, you know, multi-million view Roy Hargrove, new morning, uh, uh, famous yeah. uh, YouTube video yeah, yeah. of Strasbourg Saint Denis. Like, like now that's a textbook I would say for anybody listening now, if you're a drummer or want to learn how to play with drummers and understand them, I think really exemplifying all these things that we said. Marking the form. Marking the form. And you might go on and be like, wow, he's kind of playing loud. No, he's playing for that tune and that. First of all, he's not. He's playing the right dynamics at every part. Oh, yeah. When it goes to the piano solo, he breaks it. And controlling the, I mean, you know, it's almost like the point guard, like making everybody better constantly. Lots of personality. Lots of personality. And really, I mean, he, I mean, as much personality as Roy has and that's his tune and he's out front and I think that Montez really drove that thing but even whoever's getting those YouTube uh, uh, royalties better be sending some to Tez you know what I'm but a totally different kind of band a totally different kind of drummer look at like the Bad Plus right mm. Dave King like that guy his whole personality is kind of that band Absolutely. and he's doing all these I mean dynamically he's playing these like sick grooves they sound like trap grooves yeah. or whatever but yeah. like he's playing them at a Perfect volume for what's going yeah. on around him. We didn't need to even say that. We should just name like you know Montez Coleman, Dave King, <laughs> right. you know Brian Blake, Greg, Greg Hudson, Hudson. <laughs> yeah. all. I mean, we we can just name all like, these drummers that we play with totally. that have it. But I mean, I think that we, I, yeah, I think we broke it down though nicely in some things. And there's like, such a variety of. And I think if you go back, I never had a chance to play with Elvin Jones, but I heard him play live several times. Could have used a little more personality. Little more, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you're gonna, you know, Tony Williams. It's like yeah. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see all these same things. Well, we hope this uh, answers your question, Matt. Uh, kudos to you for uh, going in on the vibes, man. I think that's something yeah, that every drummer should we'll talk about that on should one. really uh, experiment with because yeah. you know you got to learn a little piano as a percussionist. But you got those skills already. You got those hopefully those chops, you know, as a percussionist. So yeah, I mean the vibes is just it's, it's inconvenient because a lot of places don't have them. <laughs> but I mean it, it should not be at this like accessory auxiliary level instrument i think it's mainly just because it's inconvenient i it mean I, last time i played the vanguard with uh, warren wolf was playing with christian mcbride yeah and like the first day we were going down there oh no i don't think i noticed the last day after the gig we're hanging and he's like man i gotta go take the vibes like i was like where he's like i gotta go walk them down seventh avenue to smalls because i borrowed them from them this week and it's like such like a super inconvenient yes yeah, and it's not like a piano where it's standardized in there but i think it should because it's a great instrument yep uh so if you would like to ask us a question you can go to you'll hear you can leave a voice message you can leave a written question um what else we got we're doing a little video i don't know when this is gonna be up there we're, we're hey. experimenting with a little bit of uh we might... big shout out to our fans on youtube yeah yeah, yeah. because you brought up a good point 
I still don't understand it. People like to listen to watching podcasts on YouTube. Do they though? Some people are just stuck on YouTube. It's because it's, you know you get on there and you watch. Oh, this is cool. cool. I can't. I can't draw away. So we're gonna put it put it up there. A little experiment. Yeah, we're gonna like do it. a little experiment this weekend. Uh, I mean, our... the podcast audio love. We we always gonna have love for the podcast. That's the genesis. That's the beginning and I mean, the it's end. It's the ideal way to listen to a podcast. Is audio only but some people do like the the youtube podcast so i think people would be surprised when they see how much we're like you know doing different things well i mean it'd be good you can kind of see what it's what it looks like we keep it real you know what i'm saying <laughs> really and we can talk about uh, talking about podcasts you can go to itunes um or they, it's now called apple podcast yep um which you know a lot of you are listening to us you can also listen to us on spotify of course google podcast but if you want to leave us a rating or review Go to the Apple Podcast because we're kind of we're kind of um, we're, we're we're putting them there. We're not putting them there. They're putting them there. Yeah, that's where we're able to go see them easily. It's kind of like Podcast Central for it's us. Podcast yeah, Central. So for even sure. if you listen, and we had a nice one yesterday. I don't know if you even knew Did about we? this. Yeah, huh, no, I don't usually check. Well, me neither. But once we get to this <laughs> segment of the program, I somehow check. Um, yeah, you can leave, leave us a rating and review. Seven stars. Um, <laughs> but this one, and you can give it a title, which is cool. So the title of this review is jazz reality show i just what did i just say we're keeping it real that's pretty real yeah and this is five star uh review okay and it's from david elaine from the united states of america it's so funny how they put that is the united makes makes us sound so important the united states of america yeah yeah. um a great real life day-to-day view of the jazz music world ranging from great performance tips love the seven ways to end tunes that was a popular episode of ours. yeah yeah we, we got, got back at the piano yeah. yeah do more of those to life lessons um gritting through gig preparation interaction with others that provide a glimpse into the monumental effort of practice and learning to provide a 45 minute set and have helped me as a budding musician set objectives and expectations that's pretty thanks nice. for the great podcast yeah that's nice. That cool. Actually, that's Seven Ways to End a Tune. You did a, a little blog post on that, I believe. I did, yeah. There is a blog post up on openstudionetwork.com slash blog yep. where you can check out uh, a PDF of that Seven Ways to End a Tune. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we did it all. Until tomorrow. You'll hear it. Bye.